Halashing for Halas? Want to bright or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9 Tuesday mornings from 11am for Essen Fresen where it's all about the food. I must say this was one of the hardest shows to prepare for with Israel at war. Uh, the horrifying, gruesome, unspeakable images imprinted on my mind just won't leave. The pure evil of terrorists that glorify murder and sanctify death. A people that laugh at a child taken as hostage, crying for its mother. Spit on corpses. I mean, did I call them people? I think not. As much as I've tried to be professional and get this show together, I kept being drawn back to the reality we are facing as a nation. I just find myself choking up, feeling nauseous. My my heart is in Israel while the rest of me is here. And while we are here, we can only pray, take on extra mitzvot, and do all that we can for the safety of our people. Do we really feel like eating? Do we really feel like caring about new dishes that we've created? When some people aren't even able to eat anymore or be a complete be a complete family around a dining room table anymore i mean and this you know all we have to do all we want to do is just save one another and this was so evident when i saw on social media food being prepared with love by civilians and handed out to our soldiers on the streets as they drove past in their military jeeps we need to eat. We need to maintain our strength in these trying times. And I can almost hear, Emma Malechol, Mom, what's to eat? Welcome to the Chai, to Chai FM and the Essen Fresen Show. Chalashing for Chalas? Want to bry or fine dine? This is Essen Fresen. It's all about the food. Welcome to the Essen Fresen Show. I'm Sharon Lurie, the kosher butcher's wife, and today we're chatting food, food trends, where, where it's all about the food and talking about the food. <laughs> so coming up on the show, we'll be chatting to Estelle Sakharovitz, author of, appropriately called, It's All About the Food. So in studio today is Adrian Bugatti, my foodie friend. <laughs> and hi, Adrian. Hello. And uh, we'll be sharing a couple of trending recipes. I was actually mm. thinking, Adrian, mm. that... We're pretty much we we pretty much have our food trends laid yes. out for us for a whole year between Pesach, Shavuot, Rosh Hashanah, Zikkur, Purim, and the, our trend yeah. just goes trends go right through the year, and we just follow the Chakim. I think if you follow, if you like, say Google Jewish food trends, then that's going to come up. Yes. Probably the other thing that'll come up, or two things, is one is the move towards Asian food, and the other one is the move towards plant-based foods yes. that is like a national uh, international trend everybody's looking and there's just so much out there that you don't know where to turn to but if you're kosher it can make it a little bit more difficult because some of the stuff that people talk about we can't get here although um i saw something about woolworths Yes, did you kosher, see that? plant-based stuff. So go in, have a look and see. Maybe so I did have a look. Oh, um, did you? Good. Yes, I wanted to see what they were and like maybe just to buy one or two to taste and see. They've got yes. what's called tempeh and tempeh is a soybean curd. 
uh, which does present a problem as one of the people in my house cannot have any soy. So it does, like the soybean curd specifically, um, is not a great for your gut health if you already have gut problems. So, you know, some people can't have it, but there are so many things coming out now and so many things becoming kosher that life just got easier for us. Yes, Woolworths is expensive and their packaging, it's like for two people. Um, (laughs) But then I did notice on the internet when you're looking up a recipe and it says feeds four, I'm trying to think what four people they feed because in my house it doesn't feed four. (laughs) Maybe it's two adults, two children. (laughs) Probably because certainly not my four adults. So, so that is, that is a thing. And, and you got to remember army marches on its stomach. We've got to say to Helen, we need to eat and we need to eat comfort food to give us strength. So that's what we're doing. And you actually, you're right. You're saying all you have to do is watch Instagram or TikTok or anything. I mean, the, Stuff that's coming up is just amazing. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's so easy. I know. You know, the Asian food is very easy. It's quick. It's very healthy. Yes, it's fried. But what people don't seem to realize is the way it's fried is a different version to what we're used to where we deep fry stuff. They right. don't, I mean, they do deep fry it. We do, uh, you know, the, the uh, tempura and all that kind of thing, but you don't have to. And it's not sodden in that oil either. So that's yes. another thing. And the other thing that I noticed is a trend towards sort of Malaysian and sort of Indian t- style foods, curries and things like that, which are fantastic because of the turmeric and the garlic and the ginger, which are all antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, antimicrobial. So they keep you healthy. And that's what we need. Exactly. I mean, I actually found, I saw that, um, sheet, Pan meals yes. are very in at the moment. Very. Themed food boards. Yes, yes. Uh, farm to table. Um, I love that. Yeah. Air fryer recipes. Okay, I don't have one of those, but that's yeah. because my ban is still on. Because um, <laughs> I bought a Thermomix a couple of years ago. Oh. <laughs> so no more appliances. <laughs> um, I have an original air fryer. Um, it's one of those big glass tabletop oven things with a fan on the top. Yes. And it works beautifully when I use it. Um, but the other thing I noticed is like the farm to table. Well, I'm getting to experience a little bit about that. My son, thank God got a green thumb because the rest oh, of me don't, none of us got it but he's growing fresh I've got fresh coriander and fresh parsley and tomatoes and beautiful fresh butter lettuce and I'm able to start oh spring onions oh, I pulled beautiful. out from the garden the other day so beautiful stuff and we cut our first strawberry oh, so strawberry. I'm starting to look at definitely farm to table but also for budget-wise, is looking at ingredients that are in season. They are definitely cheaper. And also not buying them at the beginning of the season. I find the price does stabilize more towards the middle of the season. Um, And that's an important thing when you're cooking and when you're trying to be healthy and you're trying to keep your budget healthy. (laughs) You know, those kind of things are, you know, what did I see a meme the other day? I don't want to party like it's 1999. I want to shop like it's 1999, <laughs> which is true. Uh, you yeah. know, our grocery bills are just getting higher and higher. And, and the trend on food towards plant-based is not just good for an environment. It's good for our pocket as well. 
because I know people tell you when you're on diet it's so much more expensive and everything, but fresh fruit and vegetables are not more expensive. You right. know, so plant-based diets are good for your budget. I'm not uh, saying go plant-based because I am a big meat eater. My family are big meat eaters. I mean, can you imagine if I tell my son he can't have a steak? We'd, <laughs> we'd have a, a bit of a riot there. So what it's if, important. It, what have you found? Like, with, I know that you do a lot of um, uh, game safaris mm. and things. The people that come out here from overseas, overseas like. Are they talking about trends overseas or do they request things that are new here? The first thing that I've noticed is that for the most part, we could probably serve them anything we wanted because they're just so grateful for fresh made food instead of the packaged meals, which when I was recently in a game reserve in Natal, the chef couldn't understand why these families kept talking about the fresh food, the fresh food. I'm like, because we get these frozen packages always. There's no fresh food when you're traveling as a kosher Jew. Now there is that ability. The other thing is that lamb is not popular. Um, well, it is popular. It's not available overseas as much as it is here. And right. if they're coming from Israel, beef. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we go to an ad break, we're straight off to the ad break. We are going to be chatting to Estelle Sakharovitz, who is the author of It's All About Food. Chalashin for Chalas? Want to braai or fine dine? This is Essen Fressen. It's all about the food. So today I'm joined by Estelle Sakharovitz, author, foodie, caterer, somebody who's all about the food, hence the title of her new book, It's All About the Food. So our first question to you is, welcome, first of all, welcome to the show, Estelle. Thank you. Okay. I look forward to being on your show. Thank you. And my first question to you is, do you think about food all the time? Because anybody that that creates the dishes that you do has to think about food all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. All the time. I think about good food, easy food, yes. <laughs> healthy food, simple food. And then I think about food, if I see simple food, how to transform it into master dishes. Some or trendy food. I often think about how do you make simple food trendy? Yeah. How do you add more flavor to your food? How would I style my food? Um, um, yeah, I can imagine. How, how should it be styled? Because, as you know, we eat with our, our eyes. Uh, correct. Um, how, um, how, so, yes. Um, I do have a love for food. (laughs) Okay. So what would you say at the moment, okay, is your favorite style of cooking at the moment? You spoke about trends, how you, you know, how you make it more trendy and more modern. What is your latest style? I I think, I think it's definitely, um, simple, Mm -hmm. simple, cleaner. Yes. I find that people are health conscious. Right. They don't want a lot of saucy food. They don't mind sauce on the side as an option, but they don't like food smothered in sauces and butter sauces. They like it more simple and clean. Right. And well, I think, um, well, we're in summer now, so yeah. definitely lots of salads. 
Right. With your protein, which could be a grilled chicken breast or a grilled piece of steak or your tuna steak. Right. Or an add-on protein. Because let, let's just say, for argument's sake, you're entertaining in your, your sukkah, you were entertaining in your sukkah. Um, w- would it be more of a huge, one huge salad? Or would you have lots of little different salads? And, you know, because I've, I've noticed going to people and, you know, we entertain a lot over the last month, that people are sort of doing a scotch fillet and a huge salad. That's it. For the main meal. You know, maybe. Definitely. Yeah. I think a big salad. You know, the little salads crept in because of COVID. Right. Individual salads. And I think that's going out now. My clients in my catering business are saying to me, don't give me small salads. We want a big salad Mm -hmm. and we want dressed because that's people will be, will eat it. Yeah, it's amazing. It if does. it's not dressed, they won't eat it. Yeah. I often, especially if it's a green salad, I prefer the dressing on the side in a nice carafe or bottle because I don't like a soggy salad that stands mm. around on a table. Especially but, when you don't know how long you're going to have to wait yes, for the people yes, to eat yeah. it. But, but look, some, some salads do hold a salad, uh, a dressing well. Yes. Cabbage salad, uh, a grain salad. And who would you say, who was or who is still one of your greatest food influences? Who who influenced you with regard to foods and catering and that kind of thing? You know, if we go down back many, many, many years, um, I just think, and I know it's old-fashioned today, but I still think she has a Bible, is Myrna Rosen. Ah, yeah. Unbelievable. Did something with her I book. mean, I know, and I know yeah. many people still cook out of her book. Yes, they do. And I think her baking is foolproof. Yes. Every one of her recipes. Yes. I'm not sure if that book is still available. I think her daughter heard, or somebody could have been a daughter in law, was trying, was, you know, going to um, republish it. But I'm not quite sure whether they, mm. they actually did. And then, of course, I uh, I love the Australian chefs. I mean, I think Donna Hay is great. Yes. Um, I love her styling. I love the freshness of her food. Yes. Uh, and um, all the vessels she uses. Right. So I, I did follow her for many years. Yes. And, um, of course, Jamie Oliver, we all love is the simplicity of his cooking. Yeah, and the easy it. methods. Mm-hmm. And um, would you? I mean, <laughs> and Ottolenghi, I love Ottolenghi. Oh, of course. And, um, I find I find in my business when yes. when I sit with a client and yes. we get to the salad vegetable part of the menu, yes. I want Ottolenghi salads. I want Ottolenghi vegetables. Yeah, that's what I get. <laughs> so he's had a great influence on. On food in in the world, these uh, books are fabulous. Now I know you do like many brisses, balmies, butties, engagement parties, weddings, and all that. And how would you say your catering has changed over the years? You know what's trending at the moment that we can look forward to. Gosh, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It just it just depends 
what the event is, but yes. I don't know, people are definitely going for simpler, simpler food, uh, less of a variety. Uh-huh. Okay. But, um, but they want statement. That's what they want. They want statement dishes. Right. They want a whole table spread with, with sushi. Yeah. Yes, yes. Or they'll want boards of scotch fillet. Right. Or they'll want big, beautiful salads that talk. Yes. Okay. Not a little salad and a little big, big statement. Now, what happens, I mean, you, with all your catering and, and everything that you do, and uh, you, you also work for uh, Chabad Avilova. Don't you do their brochas as well? No, I don't do their brochas. My yeah. kitchens are based at the Chabad Avilova. Aha, uh-huh. okay. So so if they, um, if anybody the show would want me to do an event, um, tomorrow morning I'm doing, tomorrow afternoon, in fact, I'm doing a bris at the show. Right. Um, then they would, they would, they would Call meet with end. me and I would do it or a bar mitzvah yes. or a wedding. I'm doing a wedding there in January, please God. But I love your idea in your book with the, your platters, your deconstructed burger platter, your Mediterranean platter, the Portuguese platter, the taco platter. I mean, there's, there's, those are wonderful because that, you know, to put a platter in front of everybody and just give everybody a plate and a fork and let them help themselves. It's just such a lovely or, way to or entertain. Have, or have everything in different bowls. This this makes, as I'm talking about, a statement. Really, all those, those beautiful platters, which I'll, I'll, I'll share some with, with, the, um, with our audience a little later, about what you put on the particular platters. Um, and you know, um, yes. as I think I might have described in my book, that you can add onto these platters whatever you wish. You might have something in the in your fridge. Yes. That I mean, if if it was the burger one, you don't exactly have to put on those ingredients, but you might have some beetroot, some roasted beetroot. You could put on. You could put anything on. Yes, you can. Really, and I love the way how you say you you love watching what people put on their plates. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I, 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 it's terrible. I do that as well. And um, because I'm, I'm I'm interested to see what how people eat and what they eat. Yes, I mean you're not talking today. I was. You know what? I do. Yeah. I do. Uh, I mean, I do observe people yes. how they eat and what they love, and um, and you know what it's. It's almost like um, food is so much part of our humanness. It really is. And you also found that... You know, even you, though... I'm yeah. sorry, I'm, I'm interjecting. Because even though the decor and entertainment are part of how we share and enjoy the moments of togetherness, it's really all about... That's what I, I try to put across in my book. It's really all about the food. Because food is the, the is the deliciousness, if I can put it that way. That's, it's almost a thread that ties us together. The choices that people make when exactly. they when yeah. they at a buffet or book a table, and you find that you watch people and you go, "Hey, you haven't had supper yet. You haven't eaten the mains. <laughs> Have you tried the fish?" Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I do enjoy, it. and I also like to see, you know, what what is what is popular and what you know. Sometimes I can make something that yes. I think is going to be a huge hit and. It doesn't appeal to people, or it's not as popular as something that's yeah. uh, like like smoked salmon. Yeah. 
yes. you can get away from smoked salmon. <laughs> now you say that you like to slip into a nice pair of heels after a week of running around and um, any time of the day or night. What would this be, at night, on Shabbos, for a yontiv? Because I feel the exact opposite. By the end of the week, I just want to put my slippers on. <laughs> yeah. And use the good time to put heels on. Beautiful. <laughs> you know, I just, um, I think possibly because I'm for work for work purposes, I'm always in a pair of sneakers or something comfortable. Yes. So if I do go out, maybe I do enjoy dressing up because I don't do it. I do so seldom. <laughs> What's your favourite meal? If I if you had to go into a restaurant, what would you order? I love salad. So I would I would probably start off with a salad of sorts. Yes. And I I, I do I do enjoy fish. Oh, I was going to say nice big fat steak. <laughs> You, but you, you prefer the fish. Okay. I do love fish. I love fish. I love a uh, uh, beautiful piece of salmon. And I love a beautiful sole. Okay. Time is up, unfortunately, still. It was so, so wonderful well, I really to take. I appreciate you having me on your show. No, it's such, and, such a pleasure. Um, I'm going to share some of um, your recipes and ideas with our listeners. And, thank uh, you so much, and thank you for joining yes, us. Just all the best, and I wish everybody a good year. And please God, peace in Israel soon. Oh, please God. Chalashing for chalas? Want to buy or fine dine? This is Essen Pressen. It's all about the food. Well, that was a lovely interview with Estelle, who is the author of. It's all about the food. And this is available, I'm, I think it's on Amazon, Take a Lot, and all good bookstores. Mm. Yeah. So if you're thinking of a nice birthday present, Hanukkah present, there you go. <laughs> there you have it. Now, I must tell you, I loved her platters. And I just wish that everybody could see the platters that she has created. If you buy the book, you can see it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so her first platter <clears throat> is a crudite medley. I mean, I, 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 I try and get off the mind now. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. she's got oh, she's got baby mealies and carrots, baby carrots and baby um, cucumbers and cauliflower and uh, grapes and dips around it. So, all on this platter and she's got a beautiful red pepper and tomato chutney dip and I mean you could really put anything on this I, I, yeah. I would imagine and um, she's got a Mediterranean platter which is, goes more towards the pitas and the olives and the beautiful feta cheese and that kind of thing and a, and a lovely Portuguese platter which is something that I'm actually going to make I was thinking <laughs> of making it as a starter this this Shabbos because I've got a birthday party at my house. Ooh, nice. nice. So it's a Portuguese platter with about, and she's got chicken wings and she's got med um, Portuguese chips. Now I saw some of them, they're available at um, the fruit shop. What's it called? Um, Fresh Fellas. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they're, 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 so you don't even have to make your own <coughs> Portuguese <laughs> chips. And she's got these beautiful crispy, um, chicken wings that are obviously in a peri peri marinade and a lovely Portuguese roll on the side. And oh, it just looks terrific. And the taco platter also, all the things that you would imagine for, um, a taco evening. Yeah. Uh, deconstructed burger platter. 
which is also to be all the different things that you, you'd like to stack up on your burger. You know, you can choose from them. So those are just some of the things that yeah. um, we have. And I, I don't know if you noticed, mm-hmm. mushrooms oh. are such a big, are trending. So the reason behind that is yeah. it, it makes an amazing, amazing meat substitute. So right. you can do mushroom steaks, which my family love, just some butter and some garlic salt on top and into the oven or fresh garlic, which mm-hmm. we prefer, um, baked in the oven or fried. Um, so here's something I did learn from one of the chefs in the house yes. is do not wash your mushrooms. Mushrooms absorb water. I know there's always been this debate about whether to wash the mushroom or not. Mushrooms absorb water. So a damp cloth to wipe them clean. Chop them up, put them in your pan with no oil because they start to give off all that water and you land up with these, the soggy mass. Only once that water is absorbed, then you put your oil in to carry on the frying to get that beautiful browning in there. And it has made a difference. Um, I did it last night. So I love experimenting with the different kinds of mushrooms. So Samiji mushrooms and shiitake mushrooms, oyster mushrooms. I love the different flavors that they have and the meatiness that they bring to a dish. So much so that last night's supper <laughs> had mushroom in. And I automatically went and made it a meat dish, like meat frying pan, meat, everything. And everyone's looking at it, and my husband says to me, what's the meat in here? And I'm like, "Mm, there's no meat. He goes, so why are we using meat plates? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just because it gives it that beautiful, rich, meaty flavor to it, especially when they're done right and, you know, just seasoned carefully. I love mushrooms. I've got one person who will actually pick them out of everything, but she does like the mushroom risotto. I do Jamie, uh, not Jamie Oliver, sorry. Sorry, Gordon Ramsay's wild mushroom risotto. Um, Okay, and hopefully he never listens to the show because I don't do risotto like normal people where you stand there and you stir and you add a cup at a time and a cup at a time. The secret is you've got to wait for for it to cry. Not a chance. <laughs> the All the liquid cool. goes in and it cooks. I'm sorry. I haven't got the time to stand there doing these fancy little bits and pieces. Halashing for halas? Want to braai or fine dine? This is Essen Fressen. It's all about the food. You're listening to Adrian and Sharon on the Essen Fressen show. So Estelle was talking in her book and you were talking about the deconstructed platters and stuff. For fa- for entertaining, fantastic. But when you've got small kids or fussy eaters, that deconstructed anything is a lifesaver and a game changer because the kids then get to choose what they want in their taco, in their salad. I mean, for my daughter's wedding, we did a deconstructed salad bar so everybody can make their own salads. Uh, burgers in my house, always deconstructed because we all like different things. Someone pineapple, someone mushroom, someone onion, someone pickles, whatever. So for me, deconstructed anything and platter anything, you arm winning. Oh, winner. Yeah. <laughs> so, so definitely a good idea. So we were talking about mushrooms yes. and I thought I'd share the mushroom soup. I have to say one thing. Mm, tell this, me. This is in honor of my father. Yes. He always used to say, don't eat too many mushrooms or you won't have mushroom for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. So, yeah. So mushrooms in my house, big thing in my house. Once again, as a meat substitute, my challenge to myself 
is not to do meat-free Mondays, but vegan Mondays. So I took it a step further just to improve my cooking skill and the challenge and learning how to do new techniques. But mushroom soup, power of dairy, a cream of mushroom soup is an amazing starter, and it freezes well too. Mm. So that, that's an important thing. And if you make it slightly thicker, you've got a mushroom sauce. So, you know, you just reduce the amount of liquid you're putting it in or you reduce it, you know, you just simmer it for a little longer so that it thickens and reduces more. So I do one onion roughly chopped, a clove of garlic sliced or minced. And for those who want to know how to mince a clove of garlic, on the very small side, the microplane side of your grater, just grate your garlic on that. If you want to mince it, it works really well. The old-fashioned squeezy mincing things, mine are broken. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, but if you really want to get like me and get really lazy, is you buy the minced garlic ready done. <laughs> <laughs> and a, half a teaspoon of garlic, of that minced garlic, is one clove of garlic. It took me a while to work out the measurements, but that's what I got to. Uh, 400 grams of mushrooms with a damp cloth, clean them. Slice them, or you can buy them sliced if you want. Um, 750 mils of chicken or vegetable stock. Fresh bay leaf or two dried bay leaves. So I was watching a show recently, and they were talking about to, to belief or to not bay leaf. <laughs> and he, nobody can describe the flavor that a bay leaf can give to your food. It just does add that depth. So I decided to try it. I now put a bay leaf in while I'm cooking. My mother always cooked with a bay leaf. It does always. add a depth of flavor to your food. Yeah. And especially to mushrooms, the mushroom soup, it gives it more of an earthiness. So I really like that. And then 250 mils of either fresh cream or cream substitute, like Orly Whip. You can, if you want it slightly less fatty, you can use a milk or soy milk or almond milk, whichever you prefer. Um, and you just still one cup. Then 15 mils of oil for frying and salt and pepper to taste. So you heat your oil in a pan or a sauce pan or pot, should I say, because for me, it's all about sticking it in one pot, not having to dirty a million things. You fry your onions and the garlic until the onions are soft and the oil is mostly absorbed, like it's all been used up. And then you add your dry mushrooms into the pan and you fry them until all the water has been released and then reabsorbed. So it gives it that nice rich flavor. And then you can add a little bit more oil just to give it that nice browning color. Add your stock and your bay leaf. Bring it all to boil and simmer it for 15 minutes. So it's nice and quick. You probably don't have to simmer it for 15 minutes because it's a quick absorber, absorbing um, flavor. But I do like it to go a little longer just for the depth. And then you add your cream. So now if you're using cream, you just add it in and then blend your soup up, season and serve. Or if you're going to use Orly Whip, now I don't know if you've noticed, but if you add Orly Whip directly to your pot of hot liquid, it splits or it curdles depending. Yeah. So there's a trick around that. You would treat it like you would a custard. You would take your Orly Whip, put it in a bowl and slowly add the hot liquid into Temperate. the Orly so that you're tempering it. Right. You're bringing up to temperature rather than just adding it cold into hot. And you find it will give you more smooth consistency. And 99.9% .9 of the time it doesn't curdle. There are occasionally the one time it does. You want to know what I use? Mm -hmm. 
coconut cream. So I don't like the t- taste of coconut. Oh, that's right. I remember now. So like that's the only reason I wouldn't use it. I do mm. have cans of coconut cream and coconut milk in the cupboard. No <laughs> idea why, but I got them. Um, so you do that. You rewarm it up. And once again, always season at the end of your cooking to adjust your flavor, salt and pepper. I like a good balance of both. Most people don't add. They'll add a pinch of pepper during the cooking and never again. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at a lot of the older recipes that we were all using from our older books, like from the international and all those places, they don't tell you to reseason. You add your pepper in the middle of your cooking, but you yeah. reseason with salt. But you can reseason with pepper as well. Just remember before you're blending everything up to remove your bay leaves. Uh, right. They don't taste very nice if you eat them. <laughs> um, and they just, that flavor that they give is indescribable. Um, do you know what else? Now, the mm-hmm. purists are going to kill me. Okay. But somehow the, the, um, Iman, I think it's Imana. It's yes. a mushroom soup. It's parav. It's a mushroom soup powder. Okay. I add one of those. Right. To my mushroom soup, mm. and it just takes it to another level. So for, <laughs> for me, the stock has to either be in a pomon or the mazels because I'm allergic to the MSG. Right. So I can't use the Imano or any of those stock cubes or even the old-fashioned Thelma. I can't go anywhere near them. So yes. I had to learn to make soup from scratch without. And okay. what I like about the, the one from Australia is that it doesn't have the vegetable pieces in it because as my kids – Go, where's my random carrot? I don't know if you know, like whenever you make it, there's just that random carrot. Exactly. And it's usually from the stock. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. And you know what I found if you want to really take mushroom soup to another level is mm. you get the ready, the pre-sliced uh, mm-hmm. mushrooms. And as you, see, you fry them first, mm. you get all the beautiful, beautiful juices yeah. escape. <laughs> and then you add an oil to the pan yeah. and I fry them till they're really, really dark, dark brown mm. and crispy and then I just put them on on top absolutely chopped up parsley so what I do occasionally is I'll go buy the mushroom bultong ah, from Woolworths okay that's an idea as a sprinkle on top if I've used up all my mushrooms because I often forget about idea. it so I have some <laughs> of those things like in the cupboard and all I have to do is remember to check expiry dates um just so that I can get it going and that I've always got it in there. Okay. Okay. Let's go to an ad break. And when we come back, I want to share one of um, Estelle's recipes. Chalashin for chalas? Want to braai or fine dine? This is Essen Fresen. It's all about the food. While I was um, reading up on mm. trending foods, do you know that there's a thing called Swasi food. S- I see that. S-W-R-C-E. Now, it's a combination of spicy and sweet. So, it's, sorry, uh, salty caramel, you're out, the, out of the, out of, uh, reach. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of the picture at the moment. And chili crunch, hot honey is in. Oh. Okay, so, to, um, uh, how do we make swasi? Honey. Okay, it's very hard to give exact quantities as everybody has a different heat level. So I tried 500 grams of uh, honey, a bottle, mm. and three bird eye hot red chilies chopped. Okay, you can remove the seeds, it makes it less hot, but then you mm. may have to add another chili. 
and I heated it over low heat because it mustn't boil. Mm. Low heat until the honey became sort of like liquid. Added the chilies, waited for them to get really nice and soft, and kept it on low, low heat. Switched off the heat, put on a lid, and allowed the honey to absorb all those spicy flavors. Mm. And after about 20 minutes, I added a quarter of a cup of apple cider vinegar because that goes really nicely with it. Mm. Mix it all well. Strained it. You can yeah. leave your chilies in it if you want to. Strained it and put it into a glass jar. And I cannot wait to make my wings, chicken wings. Uh, I was going to th- say an ice cream with that. Oh, yes. They actually said. Ice I would cream. swirl some of that through an ice cream. Ice, yeah. Oh, that it's sounds good. amazing. Or on pizza. They actually said on pizza as well. It goes so, so nice. Yeah, no, honey and pizza, just that's not in my, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> in your repertoire. Okay, so just one quick recipe that I mm. really enjoyed from um, Estelle's book was the cold cucumber and avocado soup with chili salsa. Okay, so she says this is the perfect soup for summer. Mm-hmm. I wasn't always a cold soup lover. Me too. I love it. Oh, really? Mm-mm. But... As I experimented with texture, I discovered that soup can be nourishing in a way that is different to how it comforts us in the colder months. In addition to gazpacho, this blended soup has become my summertime friend. The avocados make it silky smooth, while the salsa looks vibrant and contains an element of heat in keeping with the sunny season. It works well as an appetizer, so serve it in, a, in small glasses. And mm. for a more elegant evening, a martini glass looks mm. fabulous. Uh, chill before serving and garnish with the thinnest cucumber ribbon. Okay, so this is what you'll need. Uh, three and a half cucumbers peeled, 100 mils of creme fraiche. I suppose you could use... Uh, coconut milk with a pinch of yeah, lemon. or you can get the um, cheese no. spread, uh, the the yeah. vegan cheese spread, yeah. and just whip that up. Okay, with some or lemon you can juice in it. Use um, coconut, coconut yogurt. Okay, or yeah. cashew nut yogurt. That's yeah. also on the market now. Um, Four hundred mils of vegetable stock. So you, I would say you'd probably have to combine some cubes mm. with some boiling or cold water or maybe boiling water until it gets soft freshly ground black pepper to taste Tabasco sauce to taste mm. juice of half a lemon two avocados 300 mils of Greek yogurt or you can use the cashew yogurt mm-hmm. or you can use that if you want to make it pyro two tablespoons of chopped fresh mint two tablespoons of chopped fresh dill I suppose you could use a teaspoon of the dried dill dry, if you yeah. don't want to start checking. <laughs> and two tablespoons of chopped chives. The chili salsa is one fresh red chili, de-seeded and finely chopped, one cup of chopped rosa tomatoes, half a cup of chopped cucumber, half a red onion chopped, one tablespoon of chopped fresh Italian parsley, salt, and fresh ground black pepper. So you first prepare the salsa by combining all those ingredients mm. together to make the um, and to make the soup. You de-seed and coarsely chop the three of the three of the cucumbers, and you add the creme fraiche or yogurt or yeah. whatever stock. 
salt, pepper, Tabasco, lemon juice, avocados, yogurt, and all the herbs to the cucumbers. Blend in a food processor until smooth and adjust the seasoning if necessary. Chill before serving. Slice the remaining half of the cucumber into ribbons to garnish the soup. That sounds very interesting because I do make a cold cucumber soup and I make a cold avo soup. So I've never thought to combine the two, but that sounds like something I need to try. Yeah, I'm definitely. I love cold soup. My family really in summer. It's cold soup, and in winter, it's hot soup. Yeah, no, it's uh, so like do you an have apple a microwave? soup. What is the microwave? No. <laughs> so, as we wrap up the show, our thoughts and love go out to all our mm-hmm. listeners and those with family in Israel, which I think is every one of us. Yeah. During this terrifying and unprecedented time, and may the memories of the victims be for a blessing, and may their families find comfort. And may we see peaceful times again soon. Amen.